the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There was a song some years ago that had a basic message of, Don't worry, be happy. And though it was a secular song, Scripture certainly supports the don't worry part of the message. Listening today as Pastor Rander teaches that Christians should not worry about the issues of life as others do in this message, Overcoming Worry. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Get in the good news so that you can get a handle on overcoming worry. Number six, how do you overcome worry? Realize that we are God's children and his prized possession and are valuable in his sight. Realize that, that we are God's children and his what kind of possession? Prize possession and are valuable in his sight. We are king's kids. Listen, now you are the, you are either child of the devil or you're a child of Jesus Christ. That's all. That's all. You say anymore? That's it. That's it. You're either a child of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, or you're a child of the devil. I pose a question to you. Whose child are you? If you're in Christ, you're a child of God. If if you have not acknowledged and accepted Christ as your personal savior, you are a child of the devil. And you got to realize, but once you come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, we are his prized possession. We are special and we are very, very valuable in the sight of God. So valuable that Matthew 6, 26 says, look at the birds. God could have said, look at other things, but God laid illustrations out at their level that they can comprehend. Matthew 6, 26 says, look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Have you ever seen a bird with a pantry? That's right. You've never seen a bird with a freezer? And yet you drop popcorn on the streets, birds swoop down and they pick it up, crumbs and all kinds of stuff. And I just look at little rain puddles or little, uh, your water sprinkle is running. They get there and they fluffle their feathers and God is watering and bathing the birds with your, with your water bill. <laughs> they get bathed at your expense. He said, now if I take care of the birds. And I know when a sparrow falls, will I much more take care of you? You are the crown of my creation. You are made in my own image. You are made in my likeness. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I made you. I, I gave you. I put it. I, I made you and I know all about you. If, I'm, if you're that valuable to me, can't you trust me? To take care of you. I love you like 
you can't even explain. He says, if I take care of the birdies, I'll take care of you. Number seven, if you're going to overcome worry, keep on believing, keep on hoping, and keep on trusting. That's right. That's three, three biggies. Keep on what? Believing. Keep on what? Hoping. And keep on trusting in God. John 14, 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. If you keep believing and trusting and looking to God, anchoring your hope in God, don't trust the stock market. Don't, don't worry. Don't look at the economy. Don't look at... The, the loss of jobs in the nation and all of this stuff and the unemployment and all of this and this is down and that's up and this up and down, up and down. Listen, this thing is up one day and down the next. You think it's making some progress and then it shoots back down and your emotions, when you're in it, your emotions, you're going just like this. And you know what? After a while, you're going to be cuckoo. Because you're wrapped up, tangled up in all this stuff. Instead of keeping your mind and your eyes on the divine compass, the Bible to the glory of almighty God. How do you overcome worry? Number eight, if you seek God first and live righteously before him, he will supply all your needs in his time. He will do that. If you seek God first and live righteously before him. He will supply all your needs in his time. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, we like the part of all these things shall be added to you, but we, don't, we, but, but we forget the part about seek first. Huh? Say seek first. And you know what? We skip over his righteousness. Huh? We skip over his, his righteousness. And see, first, and his righteousness, living right before God, pursuing a life of righteousness, living a separated life to the glory of God. We love to say, and all these things will be added to you. All these things will be added to you. All these things will be added to you. And God says, stop using this like some kind of jingle. You got to put me first. That's right. Put me first. You put me first by coming to communion and baptism and the Lord's Supper. When I'm first, uh, I'll be over the Super Bowl. You won't put the Super Bowl ahead of me like we're having communion tonight. You say, why are you saying that? Because it's true. If God were to come back tonight, where will he find you? Okay, but, but, but what I'm saying is this. Amen, lights. What I'm saying to you today, we, we're to seek him first. My question is, will you even seek him first tonight or, you, or is your party on tonight? Uh, Philippians 4.19 says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all of all, all your needs. And then, in other words, seek first the kingdom. Live righteously. And he will supply all your needs in his time. I love this passage in Psalm 37, 25. Psalms 37, 25 says, I've been young, David says, and now I'm old. That's right. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants, or his seed, begging bread. Listen, when you love God and you live in pursuit of God's will 
and you passionately love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Let me tell you something. God's going to make sure that you're taken care of. That's right. God's children will be provided for in his own good time. Number nine, if you're going to overcome worry, be patient and don't allow worry to move you ahead of God's timing or will for your life. Be patient and don't allow worry to move you ahead of God's timing or will for your life. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11a says, he has made everything beautiful in his time. (laughs) You believe that? Everything is beautiful in his time. You know what worry does? Worry will cause you to move ahead of God. You become so anxious that you can't wait on the Lord. Worry tells you to take matters into your own hand. Worry says you wait too long. Worry says you got to do something about this right now. And God is saying, wait, 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 wait. Worry move you right past, right past God's uh, agenda for your life and God's divine timetable. But in God's timing, he makes everything beautiful. Number 10, if you're going to overcome worry, factor this in, please. Hang around people who will encourage your heart. That's real critical. Hang around people who will what? Encourage your heart. I love Proverbs 12, 25. It says, anxiety, uh, worry in the heart of a man causes depression. Do you realize you can worry yourself right into depression? And many people are depressed because they over worry, worry too much. They're worry warts. But look here, but a good word makes it glad. Makes what glad? Your heart glad. Hang around people who can give you a good timely word. That's right. Hang around people who can inspire you. Hang around people who can bless you with words, who can refresh you with words and not always downing you and uh, finding something negative to talk about. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. Edify means build up. You ought to build up people with your words. Your words ought to be beautiful, ought to be refreshing, ought to be stimulating. So, so much so that people love hanging around you because when they leave your presence, they will have been so refreshed, so refreshed. So if you're going to, if you're going to overcome worry, it's, it's real uh, critical that you not hang around people who speaks words of hopelessness and negativity and sour all over the place. How much time do you spend each day worrying about every single aspect of your life? If you're like so many of God's children, your answer may be that you spend too much time worrying over things God tells us to let Him handle. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to speak about how to hand our cares and concerns over to Him in this message, Overcoming Worry. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Number 11, if you're going to overcome worry... Realize that God is in control and will sustain and keep you in the midst of adversity. Realize that who's in control? God is in control and will sustain and keep you in the midst of adversity. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be 
trouble. Here it is again. Let not your heart, underline that, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your heart be troubled. And when you realize God's in control, he's on the throne, and he knows exactly what he's doing. And when you look beyond all of the things that's going on down here and keep your eyes glued to Jesus, your heart will be lifted and encouraged. Uh, let me transition. What happens when we trust God and not worry? What happens when we trust God and not worry? I'll give you a few of these and we'll be done. What happens when we trust God and not worry? Number one, we receive God's peace. When we trust God and not worry, we have peace that the world can't even comprehend, says Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, the tranquility of God, the serenity that comes from God, which surpasses all understanding. In other words, peace that goes beyond comprehension. You can't even comprehend this peace because it's a peace that God gives in the midst of issues you, you can't control. We'll guard, garrison, protect your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. We receive peace, his peace, when we trust God in that word. Number two, we live in freedom. When we trust God in that word, we live in freedom. Galatians 5, 1 says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Worry is a type of bondage. It, 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 it holds you captive. It, it, it stifles your life. It paralyzes your life. And it keeps you from being all you can be for the glory of God. And number three, uh, when you trust God and don't worry, we're more effective and fruitful in service to Christ. We're more effective and fruitful in service to Christ. John 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 16a says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. The reason you chose God is because God had already chosen you. Huh? had so chosen you in him before the foundation of the world. So he says, you did not choose, choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. But if you're worried about all of the things and cares of this world system, you will not bear the fruit that you could bear if you would just trust God and hope in God and lean on God. Your fruitfulness increases when you trust the great God of hope. Number four, uh, what happens when we trust God and not worry? Reflecting back on our losses that, that, worries, that worry has done to us. Reflecting back on our losses, our uselessness and negative consequences from worry should motivate and encourage us to trust God today by faith. Reflecting back on our what? Losses and uselessness and negative consequences from worry should motivate and encourage us to trust God today by faith. When you see what worry has done to you in your past, you see, you, you see the negative uh, implications of worry in your life, that should say, you know what? I'm going to stop and I'm going to put my hope and my trust in God today by faith. By faith, even when I don't understand, even when things don't make sense, even when it doesn't add up, 
I'm going to trust God because I have nothing to gain from worry. Nothing to gain. Matthew 6:27 says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his statue? In other words, worry is the great takeaway. Takes away your joy. Huh? Take away your song. Takes away your energy. Takes, takes, takes away your health. It's a great takeaway. It subtracts but never adds for the good of a person. Never add. Only thing it adds is, is negative stuff that can bring you down. Worry cannot add more years, not even one hour to your life. Not even one hour to your life. And so since it has no kingdom significance and since, it's, since it is of no earthly good to you, then we need to make up our mind to overcome it so that we can be all that God intends us to be. Number five, we overcome worry as we embrace and imply the gospel to our lives. Worry will disappear and our physical and spiritual healing comes sooner when we believe the gospel, apply the gospel, and live the gospel. Believe the gospel, apply the gospel, and live the gospel. Do you realize when you come here, how many of you, the message of the, the, this series on, uh, on worry has been massaging your heart, and, and, it's, and it's been working in your heart, and you've been mulling over this thing so that you can live at another level. You know what's happening? When you take this message and begin to implement and apply it, then what's happening, the word of God is being therapeutic to you. You understand what I'm saying? You need less counseling. If, listen, when there's a strong word from the pulpit, and then when people embrace and actually execute the word that you receive, there will be less counseling in the counseling uh, room because of the word being activated in you. The word is therapeutic. It, the word provides healing. And God, it, let me put it this way. God wants to heal you from the sin of worry. Did you get it? God wants to heal you. Now, if you, if you, he wants to heal you from the sin of worry. Jeremiah 17, 14 says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for you are my praise. The Lord's word has power. It has power to heal. It has power to save which will usher in praise. Psalms 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let me tell you something. When God heals you from worry. He, he keeps you from destroying yourself. Worry is destructive. And when you are healed of worry, it keeps you from self-destructing. Self-destructing. It keeps you from self-destructing. It does that. Uh, Luke chapter 4 verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Listen to this, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Worry will oppress you. Worry will hold you captive. It will put you in a prison. 
But God, the preaching of the word of God, breaks that captivity. It liberates you. And when you have been liberated from worry, you're going to treat your wife better. You're going to treat your husband better. You're going to treat your children better. You're going to treat those uh, who cross your path better. You're going to have a better outlook and perspective on life. Your health is going to be so much better. Your blood pressure is going to go down. Your ulcers is going to dissipate. You're going to see things better. You're going to feel better. And your song is going to come back. You're going to take that, you're going to take your hogs back off that tree and you're going to start singing songs of Zion when you allow the word to set you free from the tyranny and bondage of worry. And then number six, listen, what happens when you trust God? Only when you come to Jesus and exchange your worries and your anxieties for his rest, will you discover that his yoke is easy and his burden is light and you will find rest. <sighs> rest, say rest. Now say it a little bit softer, say rest. A little bit softer, rest. Then say rest. God wants to rest you. He wants to rest you. He says, but he can't rest you until you come unto Jesus. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, you who are burned down, you who are pressed, you who are wearied, you who are tired, you who are stressed. He says, I will give you rest if you would but only come to me. Come to me. Come to me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. In other words, what are you saying, Draper? Worry is a burden that our Lord has not authorized us to carry. Worry is a burden that our Lord has not authorized us to carry. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. All you may need, he will provide. God will take care of you. Nothing you ask will be denied. God will take care of you. However, if you don't know Jesus, then you have every right to be worried. Every right to be stressed. Every right to be burdened down. Every right to be dysfunctional. And, 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 and the only way you are going to be helped and saved and rescued from destruction is to come unto me, says Jesus. And I will save you. I will encourage you. You come to me and I will help you. You come to me, I'll transform your heart. I'll renew your thinking. I will take you from that backsliding condition. 
You who are on pornography, come to Jesus. You who are cussing, come to Jesus. You are filled with angry and an unforgiving spirit, come to Jesus. You who are seeking Love in the wrong places. I know a God who won't betray his love. Come to Jesus. You who are weary. You who are depressed. You who are just tired and can't go another further. Those of you who have regressed backwards and you're backslidden. And you're not excited about Sunday school or the word of God. Assembling with the people of God on the Lord's day. Come to me, Jesus says. And I will give you salvation. And when I give you salvation, only then can one have spiritual rest. And all God's children said. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Hello, I'm Pastor Draper. Thank you for tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast heard each weekday at 5 p.m. on KSLR. As we approach the end of the year, It is my prayer that this radio ministry has been a tremendous source of blessing and encouragement to you. If you have been blessed by these messages and would like to support this radio ministry by making a year-end tax-deductible contribution, please make your checks payable to Maranatha Bible Church and mail it postmarked by December 31st to 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.